0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
2: This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
3: Good Friday morning,
4: tune is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. And of course, the DraftKings Network, all proudly brought to you by Bar Canada here at the I I don't know if it's brought to you by Bar Canada. That's where we're broadcasting from. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Big day football 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 college football dr bob from the analytics side dr bob had himself a good night last night with the uh, saints team total over and of course james madison which he had he'll have college football plays for us maybe an nfl play we shall see chris felica the bear on college football uh, jason Weingart from under a cloud of smoke on baseball ed fang interception props jvt on college football and a futures in the nba all kinds of season-long nba bets um and we don't want to leave out Paul Carr with Premier League picks. Kelly, how you doing this morning? Man? I'm you good?
3: doing just
4: peachy, my just friend. Just peachy. How are you?
3: I'm doing great. Good. Uh, you know,
4: I'm super-duper loud in my, my ears, but other than that, I'm
3: great. How's the computer doing?
4: Uh, I still don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just <laughs> randomly roll it in all week. <laughs> hey, how you guys doing? Can't find
3: a replacement monitor for you, huh? Uh,
4: I don't know. This is an interesting <laughs> thing. It's like a car dealership they're going to find. Uh, you know, you have this other problem. Right. The yeah, carburetor's yeah. out yep. in your computer. Um, okay, last night, both baseball, well, all day yesterday, doubleheader in baseball, and of course, the football game last night. Let's talk about that, and let's talk about the baseball games today first, real quick, before we get to football. Yesterday, Arizona gets off the schneid against the Philadelphia Phillies. They beat the Phillies 2-1, to one, uh, overcoming a one to nothing deficit. Bryce Harper scored on a wild pitch in the seventh, but the uh, the Diamondbacks got back a, a run in the bottom of the seventh and then end up winning it in the bottom of the ninth. Two to one win. Philly still leads that best of seven. NLCS two games to one. It is game four tonight. That is the second of the two games today. It is a bullpen game for the Diamondbacks, Kelly. Bullpen game. Uh, They're going to start Joe Mantiply Probably going to use some combination of uh, Ryan Nelson and Caccone and a whole bunch of other guys. But the the D-backs as a result of that are a slight dog here, plus 113, excuse me, a slight dog here in game number four. Phillies are going to go with Christopher Sanchez. Sanchez is actually really good. Um, he had a good stretch here between end of July, end of August, but he, listen, he'll have a short leash as well. As soon as things go uh, sideways for him, the Phillies will, will make a move there as well. Phillies are minus 132 favorites. Uh, I'll be on the Phillies. I'll be on the Astros again today. Astros with the huge win yesterday to knot up the best of seven American League Championship series at two games apiece after trailing this series two to none. Boy, did they love playing in Texas? Do they love playing on the road? Uh, Astros went up in this game in the first inning, 3 to nothing. Rangers clawed their way back to a 3 to 3 score. But then in the top of the fourth, uh, bases loaded nobody out for the Astros. They got a sack fly to go up 4 3, and then a two out, three run, Jimmy Jack. From Jose Abreu, that really put this one out of reach. Uh, that put them up seven to three. They end up winning ten to three to not up the series. Today it is Verlander against Montgomery, the uh, the final game at Globe Life Field. And just looking at the uh, just the stats from you know the Astros' performance here at at this ballpark. Well, first of all, just I mean Globe Life Field this year alone. Let's just take this year in the postseason. Astro's now eight and one on the season at Globe Life Field in Texas, 9.0 runs per game. That's nine exactly, a plus 41 run differential and 26, count them, 26 home runs, and a team that is now 18 and three in its last 21 period in the postseason. Uh, Dusty Baker has no explanation for this. None whatsoever rangers a very slight favorite in this one i'll be on the astros uh as great as jordan montgomery has been and jordan montgomery has been solid this postseason uh he's had two games that have gone really well a third in baltimore which i quite frankly had had forgotten about that didn't go quite as well but the rangers still won 11 to 8 that was game two at baltimore that one he only went four innings gave up four earned runs nine hits two k's and one walk but he had a a seven innings of shutout ball in the wildcard series at Tampa in game one. He had six and a third innings of shutout ball the first game of this series as well. So Montgomery, in two of his three outings, has basically been mad bum uh, to use a uh, a postseason pillar as, a, as an example or as a comparison. But Justin Verlander, man, you look back at him now, not only in the postseason here this year in a couple outings, but if you extend back into the regular season season, In games against playoff teams like Arizona, like Baltimore, like Seattle, who just missed the postseason, and even back against these Texas Rangers in early September, legitimately his last seven starts with the one exception being a game against Oakland of all teams where he didn't pitch well. But in six of those seven, he has had quality starts in all. And in five of those, given up two earned runs or less, four of those one earned run or less. So Verlander has been everything that the Astros could have possibly wanted here. I'm going Astros again and again, my North Star, Kelly, with multiple bets. Astros to lose to the Phillies. Phillies to beat the Astros in the World Series. And it is right now... You know, right now, if you're, if you're looking at the numbers, that's still the short shot. It's back to being the short shot. D-backs plus 280 uh, in this series to come back and win it. I would not bet that. The deep Here's the thing with the Diamondbacks. That good on them. And they've been feisty all down the stretch of this regular season. They've been great in this postseason. They're going to have to score more than two runs to, mm. to sustain anything with this. Phillies are just going to mash them today. I think the Diamondbacks will get their runs. If anything, you know, the over might be juicy on a total. Um, oh, really? If, you're, if you want to play a total, I, I, was, I will not. I'll play the Phillies. You
3: know, it just caught my eye because you forget about it once you get into the playoffs. But the Grand Salami. The Grand Salami for today, 18 and a half.
4: 18 and a half?
3: 18 and a half, yeah.
4: Well, I don't know. The Rangers-Astros might be muted, so I don't know yeah. if I'd play the Salami. The,
3: uh, uh, quite a flip on that other series price. Astros. Oh, wait,
4: real quick, I want to ask Astros you Astros become the minus 135 current series favorite now in the ALCS.
3: That game yesterday with Phillies-Dimebacks, did, so did they pull fought too early? I thought they did. They got away with it. Yeah, uh, Brandon, but, but like if they knew they were going to do a bullpen game today, right? Like, isn't that you're running more arms out there?
4: Yeah. F- Fott, fought, fought who was not good this year, right? His ERA, even his advanced stats were north of five, which is in the suckitude category. Yeah. His stuff was moving so amazingly yesterday. Uh, and he was pu- pulled by Lovello, probably a batter too soon, but they got away with it. Yeah. Um, and so it, I, to some extent, it's water under the bridge. But you're right. That much more of bullpen usage. So,
3: Also, I've heard one or two people bring this up, so I'm not going to feel that stupid. But when the hell did the sweeper become a pitch? When, when, when did that become like an <laughs> official pitch that we're
4: throwing up there on the, graphics? The sweeper? The sweeper, yeah. Um, he, was, he was awesome, man. He was awesome. And that just exactly what the Diamondbacks needed in that game. I just don't think they have the offense to keep up with the Phillies the rest of the way here. Um, but this Rangers Astros, Felica was just texting this before the the show too, and I agree with him because we we also have bets obviously that that yeah. are pertaining to this. More excited for the Rangers Astros game five today and what happens this weekend than maybe for any football, college or pro all weekend long. That's more, through the prism of your bets.
3: More excited for take your bet out of the equation. More excited for the rest of this. Is this series going to end up being better than the World Series?
4: Uh, I would not say that. Okay, I would not say okay. that. I mean, a World Series. If it's, I mean, even Astros or Rangers. Versus Philly's. the Phillies yeah. would be a phenomenal World Series. Yep. Uh, one would think. We'll see. You know how this is going. And by the way, just that that stat that I gave yesterday, twenty-five two and two now. Twenty-five two and two this postseason. There's been a grand total of twenty-nine postseason games. Twenty-five two and two based on who is leading at the end of the fourth inning. That's what? it. Two, lo- two times the team has overcome a fourth, a fourth inning deficit, and twice it was tied in the fourth inning. 25 other times the team that's up after the fourth inning has won the ball game. It's, inc- it's the most amazing stat of this entire postseason. It really is. Because not, we're not talking six, we're not talking seven. We're talking fourth.
3: And you're not talking yeah, right. And you're not talking one team, you're not talking yeah. two teams, you're talking to every team that's been in there.
4: And I said this yesterday, the only two times it's been overcome was that Braves come back against the Phillies, the dramatic five to four win, the one time they won, and then one of the early wild card games between the Diamondbacks and the Brewers, the Brewers were up beyond the fourth inning and the Diamondbacks came back and won it. All right, football last night. Jags beat the Saints thirty one to twenty four. Um I'm going to ask you the question that I always ask you after this is, did, did we learn anything about either of these teams last night? For those who missed it, it really started uh, when the, the Jags got a pick six from Freyatase Oloquan that put the uh, Jags up 24 to 9, a little past the midway mark of the third quarter. And then the Jags sort of lollygagged it, the, the Saints... They converted a fourth and two. They converted a lot of fourths because they didn't convert a lot of thirds yesterday. In fact, they were three of eighteen on third down, oh of ten on third beyond five yards, but they made up for it with four of six on fourth down. But they converted that. They ended up with a Taysom Hill touchdown, twenty-four to sixteen. Jags punted. New Orleans threw it out. Jags then had a third and one, and then a fourth and inches in shotgun at the New Orleans 47. Etienne no gain. So, you know. Halfway through the fourth quarter, New Orleans gets the ball back down one score. They matriculate. They get in the end zone car to Thomas from 17 out. Two-point conversion is 24-24. Jags punt. New Orleans gets the ball. 4-30 left at their own 10 tie ball game. They go three and out. Jacksonville takes over. Uh, they end up with a Lawrence to Kirk pass where it's really mostly Yak where Kirk just sprints by everyone. 31-24 to 24 with 3.08 to go. Al Michaels had a little difficulty with that touchdown. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, And then New Orleans started at their own 25. They get it to first and goal at the six with 40 seconds left. Incomplete intended for Thomas. Incomplete intended for Hill. And then Foster Moreau just drops the right in his hands on third down. And then incomplete to Olave to end it. 31-24 Jacksonville. Both of these teams, in Jacksonville's case, likely. But both of these teams could be division winners. Yep. Is there anything about either of them where you're like, oh, I could see them doing damage in a postseason?
3: Um, I'm still semi-high on the Jags, but man, that ASC... How they led New Orleans back in that game, though. Because they did what every stupid team does. It, they went so prevent so early in like that third quarter, it was just all of a sudden the Saints offense was able to move the ball up and down the field because the cornerbacks are giving all every wide receiver 10 yards of, of space. It was incredible. And Derek
4: Carr is exactly who we thought he was. We, yeah. we talked on Megapod. Drew said, like, Kirk Cousins is the best of the quarterbacks that can never win you a Super Bowl. I would say Derek Carr is the poster child of that group of, of quarterbacks. Thought that when he was here as well. Uh, we'll come back. JVT on college football and the NBA. On the other side, Numbers Game, Visa. the Sports Betting Network.
2: A numbers game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: With all four major sports in action, there's no better time of year to be a sports better. And with our new Sports Equinox special, there's no better time to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Sign them now and get a full VSIN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120, including daily best bets, unlimited access to our betting splits, plus all our exclusive betting content for the MLB playoffs, college football, the rest of the NFL season, March Madness, the NBA and NHL regular season, and the NFL Draft. Don't miss this limited time offer. Visit vsan.com slash subscribe to sign up now. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. When was the first time you heard uh, someone refer to the uh, confluence of all four major sports referred to as the
3: Equinox? What was that? I don't know, man. A while back, but you know what? I can already think of the first time I ever heard someone say that. I, I thought to myself, you're, being, you're trying to be too funny and too cute about it.
4: And it's here just, we are. It's just the time of year. Here we are promoting it. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, do, I the last thing about that game last night, I don't want to like completely – I felt like I was dismissing the Jaguars. Gamer performance by Trevor Lawrence, who also led the Jaguars in rushing yesterday after all day long. We were just talking about, how is he going to play? Is he not going to play? What's going to happen? He played. He played well.
3: Yeah, I mean that's a good Saints defense. The I mean you 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 brought it up with the Christian Kirk one. There was the the that Kirk catch, and then a couple of those Lawrence runs where it's like the speed clearly surprised the Saints. Like took bad angles. Like
4: the Kirk one, dude, it was like he passed the whole team. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, good for the Jaguars. 31-24 win, and the uh, Saints fall to 3-4 and four in that. Uh, let's bring him in to talk both college football, uh, get an update on his pro football model, and of course, a bevy of season-long basketball picks from the host of Hardwood Handicappers and also host of a couple college football shows on the weekend here uh, at VEASAN, noon Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. First, a uh, a live show on saturday then an opening line show on college football on sunday it is the great and i'm talking about our senior nba analyst the great jonathan von tobel how you doing jvt
2: uh, I'm good. Don't forget, author of both the West Coast and Mountain West Conferences and the upcoming college basketball guide, which people should check out as part of that sports equinox special. There you go. I, I
4: would not have forgotten that, but I'm glad you reminded me. Um, let me let me ask you first about football, because I know we've got a bunch of basketball to get to. Uh, first, your favorite college football play of the
2: weekend. Do you have one? Oh yeah, okay, so there's a couple. I mean now there's still threes out there, so it looks like Tyler Van Dyke's going to play. Last week a lot of people, Gil, thought the buy a low spot for Miami was coming off of that loss to Georgia Tech. I think it's this week against Clemson. You know, when you're catching three, three and a half at home uh, against a Clemson team that ranks in the, I think they're 88th in offensive EPA overall, somewhere in that range. You're still a good defensive team. I think this is the spot to come in and buy a low on the Miami Hurricanes, so they're going to be up there uh, in terms of one of the best bets that are out there, and I laid nine uh, with Alabama. Obviously, it's down eight and a half a couple of spots Mm. i think that's still worth playing Uh, joe milton and this tennessee offense have not been good from a passing perspective and i love this alabama defense so those would be the top two alabama lay the points there and take the three at the very least uh, with miami at home against clemson yeah and you're right about how
4: everybody seemed to be on miami this past week and that did not manifest uh how's the jonathan von model going in the nfl
2: uh, so it's, it's still trucking along. So last week, two and three in best bets, seven and eight in overall edges uh, for the season. We are 18 and 12 in the super contest. And we've got, I think we're about 50, so i have, have to get the exact number. I think we're about 57, 38 and two, somewhere around there with overall edges. So wow. uh, it's still trucking along about, you know, a third of the way through the season. So we'll see if they can keep it up. So hopefully this week, a uh, very big edge for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, that's going to be the biggest edge of the top five that we're going to use. Uh, Bills, Dolphins are in that. Bears, Giants. Uh, and the uh, fifth one escapes me at this. Well, uh, let's see. Did I say mention the Dolphins? I can't remember what the fifth one is. But th- those will be the four for sure. Uh, Bills, Dolphins, Giants, and Bears will be on the card this week. Bills, Dolphins, Giants. 57, fifty-seven,
4: thirty-eight, and two. You should be playing every one of these edges. My goodness, that's awesome. Yeah, so, and sixty sixty yeah, percent was- in the Super Contest. Nothing to sneeze at either. Yep. Good for yep. you, man.
2: So, yeah, I like it. You know, it's, as somebody who obviously did this for the first time and it's trucking along the way that it is, it does feel good to see that it's you know, getting off to this start. And we'll see what the rest of the season brings because we're only a third of the way through the whole thing. And by the way, I just remember it, the Buccaneers are going to be the Buccaneers. Fit, yeah, Buccaneers. Here's the last question about that before we get to basketball. Has this
4: exercise made... Has the topic sentence of this exercise been, the less of me, the better? Is that the takeaway?
2: Oh, like like I don't have to do anything, right? So it's all like based on the machine, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Asking.
4: I don't mean you, Jonathan Vontola, but the less of us as human beings, the better.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is kind of weird to be so. It even though I update it every week, I'm glad you asked that because like while I update the numbers every week. It does give me this sense of like disconnection with everything right where it's just like it's kind of taken out of my hands. You put in the numbers and then it comes back and then that's what we're doing. So (laughs) it's kind of like this weird disconnected process of doing it the whole time. So it's interesting. But yeah, the the machines will take over at one point, I think. All right. JVT and Kelly Bidlett do a basketball podcast called Hardwood Handicappers. John
4: is our senior NBA analyst and you have a mess of season long NBA bets. Let's start with some season win totals, beginning with the defending champion Denver Nuggets. What do you think?
2: Yeah, so we, I went under with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, you can bet them under 53 and a half still. And, you know, a lot is they have the best starting five in the NBA. I don't think there's really any question about that. Uh, but the bench is the real question here. And I think ultimately when you your depth matters so much more in the regular season. So when you look at the likes of Reggie Jackson and Christian Brown, DeAndre Jordan, who's going to be playing center, Peyton Watson, Zeke Naji, like you're asking a lot. And you're going to be developing a lot of young guys as the season goes along. And I just think that ultimately leads to a suffering record. I think once you get to the postseason, this team will be just as deadly. And I should still be a top three seed in the Western Conference. I don't expect them to fall to like sixth. But to sit there and ask them to win 54 or more games, given the makeup of their bench gill, and especially when you're talking about the makeup of the West around them, I think that ultimately leads to a, a downgraded record from last season. So under 53 and a half was the top win total It was the first one that I went out to go make once win totals were posted.
4: I love this because it's a it's a slew of betting against human achievement, as we like to say here. So you're under yeah. on the Kings at 44 and a half. You're also under on the Raptors yeah. and the Bulls, both at 36 and a half. Speak on whichever one of those you want.
2: Sure. And, and yeah, I feel somewhat negative with all of these, right? Because they're all unders. But I think for Sacramento, you know, th- there was a lot of signs that some regression is coming for this team. One of the things that when anybody asks me about this, told, I keep going to Gil, last year, the top eight players in terms of minutes per game for the Sacramento Kings all played at least 73 games. Like that's an immense amount of health, like luck that you're going to get that you're probably not going to be able to repeat a winning record in clutch games you know games within five points five or fewer minutes left to go shooting 50% in clutch minutes allowing you there you had the clutch player of the year these are all categories that you expect to regress or change from year to year and not that are easily replicable so under on the Sacramento Kings and again in a much better western conference and the the, the other one I'll focus on really quickly this is this is purely speculation on what the Toronto Raptors are going to do but I would assume that after watching Fred VanVleet walk for nothing you have OG and Anobi, who's got a player option for next year that is surely going to decline you got Pascal Siakam was on an expiring deal. I think it's time to see the writing on the wall. Realize you're not really going much in many places with this current core. Get a ton of assets back for those two guys. I don't expect that those two dudes are going to be Raptors by the time we get past the trade deadline, thus betting under on the Toronto Raptors at 36 and a half wins. I like a trade deadline consideration. All right. You're a believer in the Suns. You are betting them to be the first seed at plus 340. Yes, I, I'm in. Like, I Think from a regular season standpoint, this team has everything you want, right? You have elite offensive players. They are a team that is built around mid-range. They've done such a good job in terms of adding in the margins the pieces that they need, right? One of the big questions we had was like, what's going on with this roster? How are you going to fill in the, the holes that you have? And they did, I think, brilliantly, not only at free agency and adding the pieces that they did, but then getting involved in the trade for Damian Lillard and getting back use of Nurkic. Nasir Little had a really good game last night. I really like what this team has. And I think you you do have a legitimate MVP candidate. You have Kevin Durant as well. But Devin Booker, I think, is going to be an MVP candidate. So I've got a lot of pro sun stuff when it comes to the regular season. Betting them to be the first overall seed at plus 340. Betting Devin Booker uh, to win MVP at 22, 23 to 1, which is also out there. and I think correlates. Because I think when you look at Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal – They have much more of a shaky injury history than a guy like Booker does. Booker missed time last year, but he's got a sturdier bill of health throughout his career. So I think putting all of those things together, I think this team is built for the regular season. So I'm not going to be surprised if they win the one seed. You can also, if you want, over at DraftKings, bet over under seeding. So if you like go under three or two and a half, right, top two seeds under three and a half, I think under three and a half for the uh, Phoenix Suns is somewhere around minus 115, minus 120, maybe minus 130. If you want to do that, you can do it, too. But I think this team's going to be good in the regular season.
4: All right. 30 seconds on the rest of these. We'll go rapid fire
2: Hawks to win
4: the Southeast Division at plus 210. Is that more of a I just don't think the Heat are going to win this. So by default, it's the Hawks.
2: Uh, It's that and it's they should have won it last year. So I refuse to quit on Atlanta now with (laughs) Quinn Snyder to full offseason. Good. I like that.
4: Uh, This is a long shot play. I'm sure you're willing to admit that. But you are you were about the Cavs last year, too, if I recall. Yes, you do have a future on them to win it all, huh?
2: Yep, And I'll put it simply like this. You know, I keep saying this Gil last year. Not many people thought that uh, Bruce Brown and Contavious Caldwell Pope would make the difference in the finals championship. And it did. And I think for Cleveland, when you have George Niang and Max Cruz to help out in the two most weak positions you had, add to your shooting. They're going to run more. They're going to shoot more. I like a lot of what Cleveland did. So I'll take the long shot.
4: I like a good NBA futures dump that we're having right now. This is the sexiest of them all. You ready for this rookie of the year? What you got?
2: So this is actually unavailable. I know this is just something I bet. Actually, at the beginning of a summer league, when Ke- Kelly and I were out there watching these games, got Cam Whitmore at a hundred to one uh, to win Rookie of the Year. That guy's going to—he was awesome in the summer league. He's showing flashes of preseason. I think I'm—I'm I'm, I'm excited to see what he has for Houston, who I think is a candidate to go over their win total. Sorry, right, if it, it, it fell in love with if it, Cam Whitmore. If in it summer. doesn't end up being
4: Whitmore, who would you say for people to bet?
2: I think I'd probably roll with the Holmgren only because he's he's getting used to the rigors of the season, traveling with the team, You know, being at practices. I'd go with Holmgren. JVT,
4: enjoy the beginning of the season on Tuesday, man. Good luck I this will. weekend. I will. get to talk to you guys? Jonathan Montobel, everybody. At me, JVT, on the old Twitter machine. We'll talk some college football with our buddy, the Bear, Chris Velika from Fox Sports. His best bets of the weekend and what he's got going on in baseball as well. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network.
2: Numbers game on V Cent, the sports betting network.
4: All right, we got to take a break, talk about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one. By the way, somebody, somebody tweeted yesterday. Are we always debating that? Uh, but Zen nicotine <laughs> pouches—they're already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at zen.com. That's zy n.com. Warning: This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's Gil Alexander. is Kelly Bidlin. Kelly Bidlon, Live here at uh, Bar Can at the D. By the way, that uh, field goal footage of Matt Brown went over very well yesterday with everybody. Nice job. Yeah, that was that. good
3: stuff. That was good stuff. Dakota did a great job. Yes, he did. Shooting that, editing that, everything. Wonderful. And we won the money. So We won know, the money. We won the money. <laughs> That's
4: all that matters. Uh, this man wins the money lots of times during the week. He's Chris Felica. He's the Bear from Fox Sports and, of course, the uh, Bear Bets podcast,
1: both college football and pro versions. Chris Felica joins us now. How are you doing, man? I, you know, I did not expect to be starting the, the interview with this, but you're saying you win the money. It reminded me of growing up in New York. I'm sure there are people out there who, who remember the, it was like a New York lotto commercial and they like go around to like man on the street and talk about, and why do you play a lotto? And, and this, there's this one woman's reaction. He's like, you win the money. <laughs> it, just, it just, it just reminded me you of win the By money. the way, I feel like I should be a, a guest on long shots right now. I'm sitting here at Muirfield village. So, uh, I don't know if you can get Kelly and Matt to oh. fire, fire up the long shots. pot or we can do, it's do called long shots. And maybe put and maybe talk about this, uh, Thing with phil mickelson and a four hundred thousand dollar bet on the u.s team at medina <laughs> hey chris We're you're welcome d- anytime we
4: don't really bring that up enough on this network do we you no, never I, hear about I, that. I can't
1: believe i haven't heard
4: about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i think the uh, i think the exact quote chris that you're looking for uh is um he was playing the Ryder cup at medina and he wanted to bet four hundred thousand on his team i think that's the exact quote that you're looking for me, before we get your college football plays is there are there legs to this Michigan thing for, for anybody who's missed this? It's Michigan. Oh, he's already there's my there's my reaction already. He's, he's sighing out. But Kelly was mentioning we were, we talked about this off air. It, it the headline says sign stealing. Everybody's brain goes to oh it's Houston Astros sign stealing. Everybody does it. It must not be that big a deal. No, they actually like had people at other games. T- in a scheme that's being alleged since twenty twenty one, taking other teams' future opponents signs. Is this anything? Is this a thing?
1: I mean, it's not. I mean, so what? I mean, the signs are there, people are doing it. Like that's like a that's like a job almost in Like I can remember like being a again, far different from college football or, or pro football with what the Patriots were alleged of doing as well. Like I remember like sitting there trying to Look at look at the opposing catcher and look at what he's trying to see what pitch might be coming. Like this isn't like a, okay, you're recording it and you're running it back or you're secretly the, the the signs are right there in the open. And and that's part of the gig. If you can get in, look, this is this is a professional sport. I mean, don't make any any bones about it. You're mm-hmm. you're being paid a lot of money to win to win college football games and a and a national championship. Do whatever you can do to get an edge. I have I have no issue with it. Like as long as it's literally okay. We're going to go there and try and figure out a sequence and see what it is. Now, if it's something egregious is, okay, we have someone in center field recording uh, with a video camera and hear the pitch that's coming and you send in a signal that way. That's wrong. But if it's, if it's someone just trying to write down the sequence of the signs and figure out what's place coming, Hey, all's, all's fair and uh, love and war, right?
4: Yeah. And it feels like the distinction is if they, if they saw it on TV, it wouldn't be a problem, but because they were at the game, right? They send someone to the game, then it's a problem kind of thing. Um, Doesn't make much sense. All right, big noon Saturday. The game, Penn State, Ohio State, the Buckeyes favored by four and a half. Let's get your thoughts on that first.
1: I mean, like everybody. I I played under 47 earlier in the week, and now it's come down quite a bit. Um, Maybe an Ohio State team total under 25 and a half, I think, is what I had seen. might be a way to go as well. I I don't know how healthy – uh abuka is the wide receiver i don't know how healthy trevion henderson is uh or Mayan williams for that matter so this could be a very shorthanded ohio state offense or at least uh, the guys who might who be playing may not be near uh 100 this is many ds is a really good defense they've got uh, as many i think it's seven or eight nfl prospects on that defense draft picks on that team um, they're really good defensively. And I think the way they are, their offense kind of helps their defense out with, they don't have a ton of big plays on the offensive side of the ball. You can possess the ball for as long as you can keep it out of Ohio state's hands. I think that will, will help them hang around the game. So if I, if I had to play one thing in this game that right now, that's still available. I'd be looking at that Ohio state team total under.
4: Ohio State team total under. If I asked you for your just your your broad opinion on those three Big Ten teams we've just discussed—Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State—who's the best? Because we don't really have Michigan. a like Michigan by far, huh?
1: Yeah, I maybe mean, not, not even close. Michigan, I think, is the most complete team on, on both sides of the ball in all positions. The way they the way they complement each other on offense and defense, okay. with, with or without. Uh, whatever cheating is being alleged or side-stealing, whatever you want to call
4: it. <laughs> that aside. Uh, Kelly, It's interesting, though,
1: however, this game um, might wind up being like the least important game for Penn State because there's a scenario where we get like a three-way tie, Ohio State wins on Saturday, uh, Penn State beats Michigan in State College, then Michigan were to beat Ohio State in, in, in uh, Ann Arbor. Like, all three teams could be 11-1, and we could go down have eventually like, the fifth or sixth tie break in the Big Ten – which is like opponent winning percentage and cross-division uh, opponents. So like right now, that would favor Penn State. So This is not a uh, all-or-nothing game for the Knitting Lads at all. That game against Michigan in a couple of weeks in State College, I think is far more important for Penn State than tomorrow's is.
4: I'm or my brain already went to next year and beyond when none of these games are going to matter.
1: Thank goodness. You, are, you aren't excited about a Michigan-Iowa Big Ten championship game that the 45-3 game from a couple of years ago it, it, it didn't do anything for you.
4: Yeah. All right. What do you like best this weekend?
1: Um, ugly dogs, I, I think, is, is the way to go. Um, I, I think you're looking at a, a team like Illinois getting two and a half at home uh, against Wisconsin. Uh, with Tanner Mordecai out now for Wisconsin, the, the, the evolution to a, to a spread offense is not going well. Wisconsin now you don't have your quarterback you got a freshman in there uh, you know Brett Bilma would love to beat his former employer and kick him a little bit uh, while he's down so I, I took two and a half with, with Illinois uh, I late 11 and a half with Nebraska against Northwestern uh, if Nebraska has done anything well this year it shut bad offenses down you held Minnesota to 13 uh, Northern Illinois to 11 Louisiana Tech 14 uh, Illinois seven it, it may not be comfortable uh, getting to 27-10 or so, but it feels kind of like a uh, a 27-10 type game. I took Minnesota plus three and a half against Iowa. Again, this is just a weird number, and, and I get there aren't any fishy lines out there or trap lines like like this. But you have a six and one Iowa team against a, at home against a team that's three and three, coming off of a 52-10 loss, gave up 37 points to Northwestern. And this number is only three and a half. Iowa has dominated the series it, the number just doesn't make sense to me uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on the boat with P.J. Fleck and take, uh, take golden Gophers plus the three and a half and let me and let I me let me interrupt
4: it. before you continue not touching that total of 30 and a half or 31 no
1: it, it, it's too low for me even though it was even though the total last year was like 31 and it didn't come close to going
6: yeah so it,
1: it, it, it's just a, a number where it would be tempting to go over, but I just can't touch it.
4: This is the one where it ends up It, it ends up either way, right? It, if it ends up at right. 24 or if it ends up at 38, you're so mad at yourself either way. You're like, oh, I should have done that, you know?
1: I, I, as, as we say, like, you don't have to bet everything out there. That's the biggest advantage that we have. Uh, and then I took UCF, plus 17 and a half against Oklahoma. OU hasn't played uh, since upsetting Texas and Dallas. But it seems like every year OU has one of those games where... They struggle as a double-digit favorite. Three of the last four years, they've lost a game outright as a double-digit favorite. If you go back since 2018, 11 times they've won a game in which they've been a double-digit favorite by single digit So it's not uncommon for OU to just kind of have that game where they, they just kind of maybe sleepwalk a little bit or struggle more than you'd expect. I don't expect UCF to go in there and win, but, but I do think there's enough on that UCF offense to potentially give... Uh, Oklahoma, some trouble. So I took uh, I took the Knights plus 17 and a half.
4: All right. Since so Kelly Bidland is sitting to my right, what about the fighting Kelly Bidlin's of Florida State? 14 and a half point favorites hosting five I like, and one Duke. I,
1: I, I would play Florida State this week mm. uh, just because I don't know the full status of Riley Leonard, Duke's quarterback. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks now since he h- had that ankle injury uh, against Notre Dame. I missed Alaska, missed last week. If he's hindered at all, there's no way he's going to be able to play the type of game that Duke needs him to play. He's a he's a, a mobile guy likes to use his legs as well as his arm. The offense completely goes through him. But if he is not able to go or if he's hindered that that's a that's a tough ask for uh for Duke to go on the road to Dope Campbell and beat a Florida State team by the way right now which is absolutely clicking uh, on all cylinders. They they completely annihilated uh, Syracuse last week and I almost get the sense like they they They've been hearing a little bit about, yeah, but their power ratings are lower compared to the other unbeatens. Uh, the ACC is no good. What about Flo- what about North Carolina? Undefeated? It, it almost feels like Mike Norvell and in in that coach has kind of been listening to the real words that are out there and just saying, hey, uh, maybe maybe uh, remember about us, the team that uh, already beat LSU and has some, and beat Clemson this year as well.
4: All right. Chris Valica, rooting for the Astros as well, correct?
1: Absolutely. Go Stros. Let's go. <laughs> Highlight of the weekend for me. You need to win tonight.
4: Bear Bet's Pod, college football on Thursdays, Pro Football on Fridays. Check it out at Chris Belika on Twitter. Thank you, Chris. Ed Feng, interception props next.
6: numbers game
2: on v the Sports Betting
4: Network. Hey, don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can can bet, rather, $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin alongside, producer number nine, so much more than a producer. Uh, Now, ladies and gentlemen, a real treat, uh, a gentleman who lives in Ant. arbor michigan and it was just returned from his trip stealing signs for the university of michigan football team uh it's the power ranks ed fang how you doing ed i'm doing great Gil. how are you i'm doing very well is that true by the way i just made that up i'm not sure if that's true no 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 trip for you
6: you know sometimes i take trips and i yeah. go watch other college football games <laughs> things happen our by my neighbor that's right you know, if, if you pick if you pick
4: up some stuff, you know, you just pick up some stuff. By the way, sweet Bundesliga shirt. By the way, by the way, sweet Bundesliga uniform. Very nice. Yeah,
6: go Dortmund. Go. Do-
4: it's <laughs> oh. A kit. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a Dortmund it's a kit. kit. A yeah. Dortmund, Dortmund kit. kit. Yeah. My my bad. Um, okay, as you pointed out, Dortmund, the uh, the runner up, the uh, bridesmaid to. Bayern Munich for uh, 5,000 years in a row in uh, Bundesliga. Here's here's why we have you on. And by the way, thepowerrank.com, not just powerrank.com, but thepowerrank.com is the site, the analytics site that Ed founded so many years ago. He does the uh, football analytics podcast for many, many years. You came on this show uh, prior to the season starting. As you do from time to time, sometimes we do uh, NCAA March Madness stuff and how to do your pool most optimally. But we, we talked this, this offseason about interception props, but specifically, you know, the notion that turnovers in the NFL fumbles, we know, to be non-predictive in terms of who recovers them. But you thought you might be able to wrap your arms around interceptions. Can you sort of give the background on that first?
6: Right. It was 2020. And I didn't know if I'd be doing anything that fall because football was uh, in limbo. And so I got pretty deep into some research on interceptions. And the gist of it is that, you know, interceptions by themselves are not very predictive of future interceptions. But if you kind of expand the set of events that you look at, basically you look at every time a quarterback puts the ball in danger, uh, you can do much better in predicting interceptions. The NFL play-by-play has this data in terms of passes defended. So these are plays in which a defender gets uh, a hand on the ball, could be at the line of scrimmage. I'm actually more interested when a defensive back gets uh, his hand on the ball. And so when you look at the sum of interceptions plus passes defended, I call these bad balls, and you look at that rate, that tends to be very predictive. I feel like we saw a perfect example last night with Derek Carr and the Saints he had a third and and uh longish from pretty deep in his territory and instead of uh you know he tried to force the ball down the field to uh to try to get that first down which is you know which is which is fine that's that's kind of what you want to do defender gets his hands on the ball jacksonville uh intercepts the ball returns it for a touchdown probably the difference in that game but i thought that was a really good example right cuz every time a defender gets a hand on the ball it's not going to turn into a pick uh, but it does turn out about one fifth of the time that a hip defender gets his hand on the ball, it ends up turning into a pick. So I thought that was a pretty good example, uh, Derek Carr last night, and, and and that's the that's the extent of my analysis. And uh, we talked about it a little bit this preseason. Yeah, I've been applying it to games. It's been going pretty well, and uh, yeah, looking to continue.
4: Well, so no, let's seize on that. It has been going well. So what have you been betting? Interception props over? Like what is the?
6: What is the thing that you've been betting specifically? Like, you know,
4: under a half or over a half an interception, that kind of thing?
6: Exactly. So the market for interceptions, like the main market is half an interception. So you're essentially betting whether uh, a quarterback will throw an interception. Uh, I have a model that will give you a percentage. And, you know, just overall, you know, the the interception rate over the last three years has been about 2.3%. Uh, If you take the average number of pass attempts, you get that you should expect an interception in about 55 percent of games just by NFL averages. And then what actually happens is that, you know, these these quarterbacks that are about NFL average at throwing picks end up you end up getting numbers like plus 130 for them to throw a pick. And when you go to my model, you're you're getting. 53, 54 percent, for example. Um, I think a good example last week, I had this in my free newsletter at the power uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is actually pretty good at not throwing interceptions. He's, he's about NFL average, but he tends to throw the ball a lot. I think the markets had him at like 37 pass attempts last week. The more times you throw the ball, the more likely you are to throw an interception. I think it was plus money on Burrow. Uh, and he did, and and so that's typical of uh, the, the type of bets that I'm making. These are all available to, to members on my site. Have you made bets for this weekend? Uh, I have released a couple. Uh, would you like to hear a few? We would like to hear a few. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I think we, did we freeze on Ed? Ed, are you still there? Awesome. So, right, so one quarterback, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Go, here. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I'm really pleased uh, Jalen Hurts had an awful game last week against the Jets. He had three interceptions. Uh, his bad ball rate was even worse. And I really thought the last interception was completely inexcusable, kind of throwing in the double coverage actually cost of the game. I really thought there would be no value in Hurts this week, but I was actually wrong. So I actually have Jalen Hurts over a half interception plus 105 against Miami. Um, so he, he's getting closer to even money, which is where it should be. Uh, but my model actually says he's about 54.6% to throw a pick. So I do think that's pretty good against about a 48.7% break, even probability. Um, I think Hertz was incredible last year at not throwing picks. Uh, I believe we talked about that this preseason Gil and, and I feel like he's good. He is about NFL average. You know, he's kind of gotten better every year. Although after last week, his numbers for the current season are actually worse than NFL average, but I don't want to make too much of one week, but in general, heading into the season, I expected Jalen Hurts to throw more picks uh, than he did last year. That has been the case. The market has adjusted, but not quite enough. So I like Jalen Hurts uh, plus 105 versus Miami. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more
4: about that last pick. Never should have been throwing it in the first place. The Eagles that uh, that's above Jalen Hurts at that point. But yes, a awful pass. What else did you end up on?
6: Yeah, so here's the lean. Uh, So Josh Allen was actually a quarterback coming into the season that I thought would throw fewer interceptions uh, than projected. I actually have a season-long bet on him, which obviously didn't start out too well when he throws three picks in that game, uh, that opener against the Jets. But he's actually pretty good at taking care of the ball. Uh, He's calmed down a little bit this season. Um, I have uh, Josh Allen under, a half interception. So I have Josh and not to throw a pick, Josh L not to throw a pick at plus plus one ten. My, you know, the models basically giving this 50 50. So there's a little bit of value because the break even probability is 47.6. Uh, I call this a lean because uh, I, I, I look for a difference of about five percentage points when uh, I, I actually suggest a bet with members on my site. So I'll put this in a lean category. Uh, I do like him to go under at new England. Um, you know, there's also the chance that the game kind of gets away from new England. Buffalo's up late in the game. Obviously the likelihood that you throw an interception late in the game when you're up is, is much less, you know, you're not taking risks. You're not pushing the ball down the field. And, um, yeah. So, so one of the things I've discovered, uh, and, and, this was actually from watching Jalen Hurts. He he hadn't thrown a lot of picks. He actually, I think he did not, I had a bet on him against Washington to throw a pick. He did not throw a pick. But in watching that game, you know, he was really forcing the ball down the field. He really likes to go deep to A.J. Brown. And while his bad ball rate wasn't particularly bad in that game, I thought there were kind of multiple plays in which a defender ended up closer to the ball than, than A.J. Brown. And so I actually went back and and looked at interceptions uh, based on air yards, right? So if a quarterback throws the ball 10 or more yards down the field, how often is he likely to throw a pick versus fewer than 10 yards? And obviously we know that, you know, you're more likely to throw a pick if you push the ball down the field. But what actually surprised me is you're almost four times more likely to throw a pick with 10 or more air yards. Not quite four times as many, but it's like 4.4% compared to like 1.2% or something like that. Uh, so, so this is something else uh, that I look at. And, and I just bring that back to Josh Allen, right? Because he's not going to be throwing the ball down the field if he's up late against New England. Uh, shade that a little bit towards the under. That's All right. my model doesn't cover. But yeah. yeah, I mean, we're always looking to uh,
4: you know, bring up markets that uh, you know, the average person may not be thinking about. Uh, Gilles Gallant from, uh, from the Action Network pointed out that with plus money interception props this year, Uh, If you had just bet plus money side of each of these props for every quarterback, um, there's only been one losing week so far. This past week, you would have gone 10 and 2 with plus money situations so anytime there's a plus available i should say you would have been over 10 units this past weekend alone there was another week earlier in the in the year week two where you would have been uh, near seven units of the positive only been one losing week thus far if you're betting plus money interception props blindly so ed Fang might very well be on to something right there ed great seeing you great talking to you man Yo, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate your time. Ed Fang, Ph.D., by the way. Ph.D. His brain is bigger than the both of ours combined. (laughs) That's right. At the Power Rank on Twitter. We'll come back. Paul Carr on Premier
0: League next.